Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On The Beat. As always, my name is Noah Blakesley and I will be your host today. So today we're going to be talking about a division of law enforcement that is a legendary across the United States and has been portrayed in cinema and various other mediums. And that is the Texas Rangers. And I'm not talking about the baseball team because everybody knows the Boston Red Sox are the best. Don't fight me on this, you know it's true. But anyways, who are the Texas Rangers? So they are a division of the Texas Department of Public Safety that assists with multiple major actions that help with the security of the state, such as border security, SWAT operations, and crime scene investigations. Now they were first founded in 1823 by a gentleman named Stephen Austin. Now who is Stephen Austin? He was a wealthy entrepreneur that led 300 American families to the Mexican region that would later be known as Texas. He was unimpressed by the protections that were given to the colonists by the Mexican government and personally funded a private militia group of 10 men to protect the families that moved there. Now these 10 men became known as the first Texas Rangers and they were responsible for patrolling the roads and lands surrounding the settlers for bandits and Native American raids. Many more individuals ended up joining the Rangers after the success of the first 10. During the Texas Revolution of 1836, the Rangers were granted official status by the pro-tem government of Texas to continue to patrol and prevent Native American raids on the settlements. Now, the Rangers really became legendary during the Mexican-American War. In 1845, the territory of Texas joined the United States. Due to a border dispute, the U.S. and Mexico governments went to war with each other in a conflict that lasted from 1846 to 1848. The Texas Rangers were used by the U.S. government as an early form of special forces. Due to their incredible tracking and guerrilla tactics, they were tasked with finding and eradicating hidden Mexican scouting encampments as well as acting as scouts for the United States itself. The Rangers were so effective and brutal with their attacks that the Mexicans nicknamed them Los Diablos Tejanos, or translated to English, the Texas Devils. While the Texas Rangers were integral in the U.S. winning the war, their methods in combat were considered to be incredibly inhumane. For example, during the Battle of Monterey, a group of Rangers stole valuables from Mexican households and then proceeded to set them on fire, killing approximately 100 Mexican civilians in the process. In 1848, the Mexican-American War ended with a victory for Texas and the United States. Finding that the U.S. Army was incapable of protecting the roads and wilderness of the newly formed state of Texas, the Rangers returned to their previous role as patrolmen of the frontier. Unlike prior to the war, though, the Rangers began becoming aggressive in their tactics to prevent Native American raids and started preemptively attacking the tribes. In 1858, a band of approximately 100 rangers began a six-month-long campaign against the Comanche tribe with assistance from the Tokawa tribe, the bitter rivals to the Comanches. During the battle at Little Robe Creek, the rangers and Tonkawas were outnumbered three to one by the Comanches. However, despite being heavily outmanned, the rangers and Tonkawas devastated the Comanches, with 80 deaths being recorded by the Comanches and only a single death recorded among the rangers and Tonkawas. This unbelievable win for the rangers further increased the Texan belief in self-reliance and lack of faith in U.S. Army for protection. 
Much like the U.S. Army, though, the Texas Rangers continued their bloody campaign against the Native Americans until they no longer posed a serious threat. By 1901, Native American raids had become far less common than they were previously, and the population of Texas was growing rapidly. This led to the necessity of the Texas Rangers to be questioned. Many settlements in Texas had grown significant enough in size to warrant a permanent law enforcement presence, leaving the Rangers without much of a job left, and eventually the state of Texas began cutting funding for the Rangers. In 1915, a series of violent disputes began between the Texans and Mexicans along the border. In an effort to quell the violence between the two groups, Governor Ferguson of Texas ordered hundreds of Texas Rangers to the border to restore order. However, the actions of the Rangers became even worse than the dispute itself. Between 1915 to 1919, approximately 300 Mexicans were executed without trial at the hands of the Rangers. In 1919, a joint committee of Texas investigated the Rangers and found that they were consistently using excessive violence against the Mexicans. Upon this discovery, the committee ordered the cancellation of the training of all new Rangers, the disbandment of all Rangers specifically used to settle the dispute, and a larger eye of scrutiny to be placed on the remaining Rangers. During the governor race of 1932, the Rangers politically backed incumbent Ross Sterling. Unfortunately for them, though, the opposition, Miriam Ferguson, won the race and subsequently fired the remaining Rangers, forcing them to completely rebuild their organization from the ground up. And in 1935, the Texas Rangers became a division of the Texas Department of Public Safety, primarily acting as detectives. In 1949, the Lone Ranger TV show romanticized the life and actions of the Texas Rangers, portraying them as noble lawmen and omitting their deviant history. As mentioned before, though, in the beginning of this episode, the Texas Rangers still exist to this day as a branch of the Texas Department of Public Safety. However, they're considered to be a relatively small division and nothing like what they were in the past. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to listen to our other episodes or give us a like and follow over on Facebook at On The Beat or a like and follow over on Instagram at On Period The Period Beat Period Podcast to stay up to date with all news regarding the show, including little pop trivia things and information as to when the next episode will be out and everything along those lines. But until next time, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great week ahead of you. All right, stay safe, everybody. Bye-bye.